listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're going jolly. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And today we have another compelling show, and this is going to be really super fantastic because today we have an eyewitness to some of the performances by Commander-in-Chief, whom we've been featuring here every other week on Making Life Brighter Radio. And some people are telling me, wow, that seems really fantastical. And other people are writing in going, yay, rah, you know, rock on, buddy, do it. But people really don't know entirely um, what these performances were. So we have somebody today that we're going to bring on the show in a little while. And he's going to share with us some of his performances that are the performances he's been a part of and or witnessed. And I find that fascinating as we drill down in this subject matter and get to the bottom of what the change is that Commander-in-Chief Colin Russell-J. Colin Gould has done in the world today. And so I know you're all listening out there. I thank you again for tuning in and listening and for sharing the show. Thank you for the, those of you that write in. I appreciate that. And some of you said that you couldn't get the show. Uh, you can go to iTunes Worldwide under Winifred Adams. You can look up now on iHeartRadio, Making Life Brighter. You can look up on Spotify, Making Life Brighter. And you can check it out all across the board on voiceamerica.com, the health and wellness channel, and, of course, makinglifebrighter.com on the radio page. So thank you all for listening. And, wow, Denmark, we see you. <laughs> You're tuning in. We're waving back, okay? There's a lot of you out there that are listening in all, all different countries around the world, and I welcome you, not just to this show with Commander Gould, but actually to all the shows, because here at Making Life Brighter Radio, what we're doing is we're speaking with experts in their field, and Commander Gould happens to be an expert in Parse Syntax Grammar. He also is an expert in banking systems and a whole bunch of other things that we can get into. However, we are featuring those that are making our lives brighter or doing something to uplift our world, and that's what this show is all about. So I want to do a special shout-out to John Jensen last week. He did a great show on iridology with me, and he read my iris, which was <laughs> it was really fun. It was also very helpful. And so I want to put out there that if you listen to that show and you caught that and what we were doing, he suggested because of the congestion I've had in my lungs since the fire um, that I take certain things. So I went out and I got those things, and I took them. And I'll tell you what, I felt better immediately. Immediately, right away. So thank you, John. Thanks for your expertise and thanks for sharing what, what you did and are doing for the world in health and wellness. And I went out and I got nettles and I got mullen and I ingested that and I overloaded on chlorophyll and I feel so much better. So that's super. And yesterday, here in Los Angeles, I got to meet with Claudia Navone, who is from Italy, and we featured her a few weeks back. So if you missed that show, go back and check it out. You can check it out on the archives on voiceamerica.com, and you can certainly check it out on makinglifebrighter.com on the radio page on the player there. And Claudia was a fashionista. She was a woman that 
was in high fashion and Bizarre Magazine, Elle Magazine, Vogue, all that. She really rocked the fashion world. And then she had an epiphany. And the epiphany took her to realize her spiritual side. And that eventually led her to drop the entire materialistic world and put it into context with a spiritual healing world. And so she is visiting here right now, doing talks and seeing people, and we featured her book. And now we're going to be featuring um, more of what she's doing as we go forward. So check in and stay tuned. If you didn't hear that show, please go ahead and um, check out that show because Claudia is a wonderful spiritual soul, and she's out there doing amazing work. And her book is Shapeshifter. So if you want to go and check out her story, you can buy it on Amazon.com. It's called Shapeshifter. And if you haven't tried Lucy Pet Food products, you need to go out and try that. Mr. Solomon here has been uh, chowing down on Lucy Pet Food products, and we featured Joe Henrik, and he was the man that founded that. Um, and that's his second go-around of natural pet food products at the top of their game. So check out that show, too, because all these shows that I'm featuring and I'm telling you about, you're listening to and you're sharing, and I can see that. So I encourage you to share more because I'm trying to find the people that are the best at what they do to share with you here. And last night, I had a little fun. It can't, it can't be all work all the time. And I went out and rocked it at the Greek theater with Avril Lavigne. That was so much fun. <laughs> She's awesome. She's really awesome. And, and I have a big heart for Avril, not only for her talent, her incredible talent. Oh, my God, that woman is unbelievable. But for the fact that she had Lyme disease, and this is her first concert tour in five years. She's been very, very ill. She has really kind of been on the brink. And anybody that has had Epstein-Barr or Lyme disease or been through that, we all know what that's like, and it's not fun, and it takes a long time to build your immune system back. And hopefully, with the implementation of some of the performances of Commander-in-Chief Russell-J. Colon Gould, we won't have to see those kinds of things in our world anymore, and we won't have to see man-made diseases and things that are spread for chemical warfare, including 5G, and we won't have to see the things that are polluting our food and our water. So I look forward to hearing about the changes that can be made in our world so that we have a cleaner world and a better world for everyone, including those that come behind us because we're leaving a very polluted world and it's becoming more polluted, not just toxic-wise, it's energetically polluted. And with the 5G going in everywhere, it can be polluted. And to tell you, you know, we, we entered into a, a situation last week where Commander Gould checked out a 5G local meeting here and uh, was, you know, investigating that, looking into what they were doing. And what they were saying is basically 5G is going in everywhere. It's going into your meter boxes. It's going to be in your home, surrounding your home, all over and around your home. And I can speak to that because an elderly gentleman that I help, he just had his phone service changed out, and they snuck in the 5G as his Wi-Fi and replaced it with 5G in the middle of his house. And then that was without permission. So they're doing these things and selling it back to you as an upgrade, but it's without your consent or permission. So I bring that to your attention for consideration. You can go back and check out our 5G show with Commander-in-Chief 
Russell-J-Cohen-Gould. And now we're going to jump in. <sighs> wow. All right. We're going to jump in. Today we have a special guest with us, Mark-Daniel Cohen-Seeger. Hello, Mark. Thank you for joining us. How are you? It's a pleasure. Great. Thank you for, for being here and, and for giving closure and witness to some of the things that you've actually been a part of with the Commander-in-Chief. And so, Not a problem. First of all, I'd like to just establish quickly when you first had your, when you participated in your first eyewitness or performance with Commander Gould. Uh, 2003. And what was that for? Uh, we went to serve uh, papers to the IRS in Washington, D.C. And what happened when you were there? Tell us a little bit about that event and what you walked into and what your intention well, was. What were the papers for? <laughs> the papers were for, uh, did the IRS have the ability to tax you? Um, and... So we went to the tax court in Washington, D.C., their main court, to, to file a claim. And the uh, when you walk through that place, it's uh, obviously you have to go through um, monitored um, uh, checkpoints. And so Russ met us on the outside. We were, you know, and he says, hey, hey, you go in first. I'll come in about 10 minutes later and we'll see what happens. All right. So we said, okay, it was pretty cool. So we went inside. It was about eight of us, and uh, we went inside. And you know, uh, we got there. You had to walk through the, you know, the, the metal detectors and stuff. And they asked us where are we going. And so we we uh, we had to uh, notify them that we were here. Um, uh, you know. Um, it's uh, dry dock in dry dock, and we wanted to record these, uh, re- record this claim at the IRS court and and all that. So um, they said, "Well, uh, you know, y'all got to wait right here." So they they made us wait out front um, where all the machines were at, and they, they had a couple guards out there, and they continued business, but they held us off to the right. So they went and got um, what they tried to do was get somebody to come and deal with us. And so, in the meantime, we were uh, explaining to the gentleman there that what we were there to do, and uh, all we wanted to do was file the paperwork and file this claim. And so, after, uh, I'm going to say it was about 15, 20 minutes, Russ still hadn't come yet. He was still waiting. And so, um, finally, uh, this, you know, judge comes down. Uh, she was, you know, in her black robe, everything. She had just come off the bench, and she can't run it down. And she, you know, she, she's talking to us and, and trying to explain us. Um, I don't understand. She says, um, "Why, are you, why are you here?" And we said, well, "We're trying to get, uh, trying to file a claim for, um, you know, you're the IRS, and and you you force us to pay these taxes and stuff like that." And, and the judge is like, no, 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 you have that wrong. We don't do that. We can't do that. We, we don't have the authority to do that. We, that's, that's, that's incorrect. And you guys should leave. And we're like, well, no, we, we can't leave until we file paperwork because we need to know, you know, uh, where you get the authority to, to, to tax us. <laughs> that's so comical. So, so, so basically she's saying, 
she, the IRS has no authority to tax you because she knew who you were. She knew who Russell was. And because he had disqualified the IRS and the Federal Reserve System, that's why they were, she was honestly reacting that way. She had no authority left, correct? Is that what you're saying? Yes, she, she had no authority for us to, uh, you know, and, and we're asking the question for her to explain to us where that, where you have the authority to do it. And she's trying to tell us that she doesn't have that authority, right? So in pops Russell, right? He comes walking through the one side, and first thing out of everybody's mouth, right, was, hey, Russell! <laughs> and that wasn't, it wasn't us as the people that were there for him. It was the other people that were there, the judge, the, 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 you know, the security guards, right? They were all calling him the minute he walked in. Hey, Russell. Russell never met these people in his life. He never saw them before. He'd never met them before. They How knew do they know who he was? was. <laughs> hey, you tell me. Okay. So the judge is sitting there going, Russell... Um, you know, these people seem to think that I have, uh, you know, all the answers for this, for this IRS thing. I'm wow, trying to that, tell them I don't have that jurisdiction. I don't have that authority. I, but they don't want to listen. <laughs> Russ is like, yeah, they can, be, they can be tough. They can be pretty difficult, you know, but ah, they got the right thing, you know. <laughs> he's carrying on this conversation like he's known this person for 100 years. It was hysterical. So she, she was, um, she finally concluded, um, you know, the judge finally concluded that, you know, uh, there was no reason to do or, or file anything or do anything, uh, because they, you know, they didn't have the authority to do that. Now, you know, we have it all on record. Um, <laughs> so she, um, that was fine. So we, so we, so we got out of there and, uh, and then well, he Mark, went and shot. Go, go ahead. ahead. So then he went and, and we, Try to hold court outside of the Supreme Court. Now, nobody knows this, and and and, and it's, it's amazing to to see. But at the Supreme Court, there's levels to the staircase that goes up, right? And when you are on those levels, you are in a different plane of existence. So, if the military or the government or the IRS, right, they have their level. All right, and you cannot step on their plane; otherwise, you step on their on their property. And if you step on their property, they can arrest you. Okay, so Russ and David Windmiller, um, uh, David Hyphen Windmiller, and, and and Russ, they they um, they held court, and when it was on the it was on the concrete sidewalk right before the first step that you walk up. All right, and I was there along with uh, a few other people. And so he was holding court as the judge, okay, as he is allowed to do because that's what he is. And um, so <laughs> it was it was just the funniest thing in but, the world because he's holding court, calling people um, as, you know, subpoenaing people and uh, people to show and stuff like that. But they wouldn't show, uh, obviously, for you know, obvious reasons, because they, they would get destroyed. Um, but it, the funniest part was uh, to see the different level of jurisdiction, okay? We were on the sidewalk. They were one step up, and they were begging us 
begging us, please, please, please step up on that first step. If you only step up on there, we'll, we'll take care of you. We'll, we'll send you right on over to that jail, and you'll be good to go. And, and uh, it, was, it was just absolutely comical. The whole time he's having this, he's holding this court. Now, it, it, it took a while. It took a, a good hour or something like that for us to go through the entire procedure. But this whole time, they just had people from all edges, right on the edges, just begging us to step on the, step on the first step. Come on, man. Step all right. We've got to hold right there. We've got to take a quick, quick break, Mark. We'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. We've got more with Mark, and we've got more with Commander-in-Chief Gould. We'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Perspectives with Dr. Badisha Patel is a program that explores emotional management for a healthier lifestyle. On each program, we discuss ideas that support emotional well-being, such as mental illness, relationships, parenting, and family connections, and much more. If you are facing challenges in your life, you can grow and learn by exploring new techniques in dealing with stress anxiety, and relationships. Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel airs live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. And today we have special guest, Colin Mark-Daniel Colin Seeger. And he is has that title because he has a claim of the life, which takes him out of the birth certificate system. And we will go into that later. However, he was giving closure and as an eyewitness to some of the performances of Commander-in-Chief Russell-J. Colin Gould. And so we were just talking about how they went to the IRS to file a claim to ask the authority on, to the IRS as to where they got their authority to tax people, and they denied that they had any authority. And Mark was telling the story about how Russell, who's a federal court judge, held court at the bottom of the steps, and the marshals and the other people were... Um, trying to get them to step on the step so that they could arrest them if they stood on their property. So go ahead, Mark. Let's jump back in and clarify that a little bit for the people. What is it that you were doing there that day in holding court at the bottom of the steps? What was the point of that? Well, Russ was bringing in... um, uh, He had papers to bring uh, subpoena all the people from the IRS into um, that position. So uh, they would have to answer for, you know, what they were doing. And he was just trying to get closure in, in regard to this, you know, sham that they've got uh, out there that, you know, people don't know about. But um, so he was just trying to clarify all that and get that on record and, and then uh, get that all recorded and stuff like that. So uh, it, it worked out. It worked out pretty well, actually. It, and the, pe- it the people well. that were kind of egging you on to step on that step were who? Well, they were the marshals and the uh, uh, D.C., um, what do they call them, people out there? They, um, the police? Protective force. Yeah, it's uh, whatever they are. I, secret, I, I, secret service? Well, you had some of them around, but most of the people were uh, sheriff marshals, marshals and... Um, and uh, the DC, um, the DC police. Um, so mm-hmm. you had, and they they, they, they all like knew everywhere. who he was, or that was it was kind of oh, they no. were sent. <laughs> they they all know who Russ is. Um, you know his picture uh, has been thrown around DC to every single organization there is, and they all know him on site. Doesn't matter where you walk up to. Um, it does, it, it, no matter what building we went into, it didn't make a difference. They all knew who he was on site. And did they respect um, his position? Yes. And if they didn't, he put them in their place real fast. <laughs> he, he, uh, let's see, he walked into the postal station um, there, and they, had, you know, they knew who he was. And um, he told them, um, that, who was the, the one gentleman at the front, he he, uh, he, um, what's the word? He got him fired, actually, because he wasn't doing his job correctly. And then anybody else that came in there and uh, didn't do what they were doing correctly would have them fired also, because they didn't know, they didn't know how to uh, 
they didn't know how to talk. They didn't know how. They didn't know the you know the rules. They didn't know. They didn't know anything. So because they didn't know, he was like, "Yeah, I'm fired." Um, so. Well, you're uh, yeah, talking they, about they, the in context of the grammar system because people listening won't yeah. understand like why this guy would walk in suddenly and fire people because they didn't know you their know, job properly, and that seems extreme. True. But what you're saying well, is, is that. He, these yeah. people were operating in a system that they didn't know was a fraudulent system. And exactly. he was showing them kind of in an extreme manner that, yep. no, if you don't do it correctly, you're not doing your job correctly and you need to know the facts. Is that what I'm hearing? That's, that's correct. Now, now, Russ has to do a lot of things in the extreme because everybody thinks that he's crazy, right? But what they don't know is that he's not, and he's absolutely correct. And but see, they have to try to push it off and be the and be the bully on the block to try to you know they don't want anybody to know that he's right. They don't know they don't want anybody to know that what he does is absolutely correct. <laughs> so well, that would um, lend chaos to a system that's in place already, and that system would then exactly. have to either change or come down in place that's of correct. A new system, and that's technically what he did. From my understanding of these interviews, is were you there when he went to the Pentagon? Were you there when he went to the Federal Reserve? I was there at the Pentagon when David Win, David Hyphen Win Miller, Foucault Win Miller, and me, uh, we served um, treaties to the Pentagon. Um, and what were and those then, treaties? Uh, and what were they for? Those treaties were for everything. Uh, and and I know that's like I have. How do you explain this? Uh, well, take one of them. Treaty. Just pick one. <laughs> well, the, the, the treaty, the treaty for me, okay, was for the protection of my family, my kids, and myself. Um, so from I would never have protection from from the government, from the uh, local police, from any of that. Because what was what would happen is, you know, you always hear about kids getting taken away from their parents because of things happening, you know. Um, social social services gets called in if, if this happens or if that happens or bullcrap, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to have to deal with that because I'm never going to have, first of all, I'm not a bad father, I'm not a bad parent, but I don't want ever the government to think that they can control my kids and they can have say over my kids and they can have say over me and my wife, uh, my wife and I, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's a way to handle all that. And what we did was we put a treaty together and and uh, we uh, filed it with the Pentagon and all the rules and regs were set in motion in that treaty where, you know, my standing in this United States or United States of our world uh, was was set, okay? Um, Russell, he, he, uh, he had a much, much, much bigger agenda because his thing dealt with the entire planet. His thing dealt with the entire United States with all the people, protecting all the people, all right? Um, so uh, so when people say that he's a little nutty and, and you've heard this over and over, people think he's crazy or they pur- purport he's crazy so they can continue what they're doing. Tell us what you think they're doing, or you know that they're doing, that he's trying to correct. Give us an example of what they're doing that that has well, been you corrected. Well, what, they, what they've done since the early 1900s was change the language. So they change the language so they can accomplish being able to own everything and everybody. 
All right? If you're born, okay, you have to do a birth certificate. No, they tell you you have to do a birth certificate, but you don't have to do a birth certificate. But they want you to do a birth certificate because they can take that birth certificate and they can file it and they can make money on you. All right? Every child is worth 900 and some thousand dollars. And then, you know, um, so As a derivative. They make money. Yes, and they make money off of your birth certificate. So they want you to do that. So they'll talk it up to have you do that. All right? They want you to get married. Why do they want you to get married? Look at your marriage certificate. You'll see on your marriage certificate that they will, they literally write on there that they own you from that point forward and your spouse and anything that you create. So there it is. They're they're telling you right off the bat that they own everything. So, um, you know, he wanted to straighten all that out. He straightened it out, and he he corrected the international banking system and the yeah. commerce and trade system. And what I'll I'll venture to say, because I'm not an expert in this, I'm learning too, is he corrected the timelines through the Vatican and the Pentagon that then dictates what happens in Washington, which is above and beyond what average people know. Is that correct? Yes, and nobody will ever know. That nobody's ever going to know that him... That he and uh, David Hyphen Wynn Miller, full colon Miller, David Hyphen Wynn, full colon Miller, they will never know that those two captured the flag and own it. All right, they will never know that the real flag, the real American flag, okay, um, is owned by them, okay, by the United States of our world, okay. They'll never know that. They still fly the fake one. All right, so. Um, what, those what are, would it take those are, to change over this world? What, what do you see that it would take for this change to be implemented so people get full closure and understand where their rights are? Uh, in order for anything to ever return, in order for anything to ever return the way it was back in the early, you know, 1700s, 1800s, where everything was, you know, uh, spoken correctly and, and, and whatnot, um, the... Uh, Somebody has to pay the military. Every country has a military that, that takes care of their citizens. You can't protect it. You can't change anything unless you have a military backing. That's, and that's the first thing that they attack him with or, or me or anybody else with. We have the guns. We've got the clubs. We can do whatever we want. Okay? So you that's come in here say. telling them that's, yeah, that's what they say. So you have to be really, really careful because... The way that they combat this nowadays is just to, you know, number one, throw you in jail, call you a nutcase, or throw you in a loony bin and have you, you know, drugged up and whatnot until you change your mind. Okay. Well, that's not the way about you know go about things. He has, he has a, a really good plan. It's a really good plan um, where uh, it's a better way of making money. It's a better way of keeping money. It's you know. All the way down the board, everything is correct. Including taxes. Because people people are going to say, after listening to the first part of the show, well, who's this guy that doesn't want to pay taxes? That's not the case. All we're saying is we're establishing the fact that he took down the IRS and they're still operating it and conducting it as such, but he actually disqualified it. And now um, he does have a plan for taxes. It's just a seemingly more fair plan. Yeah, well, it's just not their way. Their way is just to steal your money. And um, their way, you know, when you're dealing with them, you're, you're dealing with a bogus company. And, but the people make that company correct, and they make it real. It's not a matter of him, you know, 
not want to do his duty. It's not his duty. It's not written anywhere. It's not a law. It's not. It, it's just not there. You know, it's they can say whatever they want, but find me the law. Find me where it's at. You know, um, it's it's not there. Where, so how, where was can, it how can they throw law at people and put them in jail for um, evasion of taxes well, or whatever it, it is? It goes like this. It goes like this, just like the Matrix. Okay, if you want to believe in something, all right, and you sign their documentation and you take care of all their paperwork and you deal with all their paperwork and then guess what? You've got to do whatever that paperwork says. Okay? And if that paperwork says you gotta pay something, right? Then guess what? You signed it, you deal with it. Okay, you have to pay. Alright? If you want to go that route, you go right ahead. You know, go that route. You know, well for people the up, the citizens of this country that don't know better, yeah. that don't have an option right. or a choice they wouldn't right. even know to choose better, and they would be intimidated nope. or fearful that there is something else, or if they did it wrong, they'd be uh, punished, and, yep. you know, no one wants that. Well, so, that's right. understandably that's so, exactly right. there needs to be a giant uh, disclosure, or in this case, closure, for the information of what's actually factually happened and what's fraudulently in place. Would that be correct? Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's correct, but that's so, uh, that's the tough part. Because they have the guns and they've got the clubs and they can do whatever they want. And if they want to make you believe something, well, then they're going to do it. So, well, you know what? Let's per- let tell me a few more of the performances that you've had with him. Tell us a little bit more about what you've witnessed, what you've seen, what this man's gone through, and what he's put up with, or how they've treated him, or um, okay, you know, so I know had, they tortured um, him. Oh, yeah, they, they, they tortured him, all right, because uh, he wouldn't conform to what they wanted. So they had to try to beat it out of him, and that didn't work, and that would never work with him. So um, he held true to his form, and, you know, at one point they'd, you know, just open up the doors and throw him out the back uh, without any clothes on. So, you know, they were done with him. Um, military came, and they told him, you know, that uh, everything would be all right. They were testing him, basically. Uh, to see how much fortitude he actually had for this whole thing. But they were watching him the entire time. And um, they came to him uh, in the prison uh, to, to deal with that. So, um, But, but he didn't me, do anything wrong. That's the bottom line. He didn't actually do anything wrong. No. He did something factually correct. And then they took him in and they tried yeah. to force him to change his position, which he didn't. And then they said, okay, you're right, right and then let him go naked out the back yeah, but, door. <laughs> but here's the big part about this whole deal. They had no charges on it. There was no charges. All right. So when he got into the prison, he was hidden in the prison. Nobody knew there was nobody knew he was there. Okay. Because they hid him. All right. I knew because he called me. All right. And told me what was going on. All right. So I knew. But um, other than that, he disappeared. Okay. And until the day that he got kicked out of that place. All right. Um, that was it. But it was, you know, every, the whole time he was in there, he was creating documents, creating documents, creating documents to get his butt out, you know, to actually protect himself. So, um, but he was also helping me with other things. So, you know, I, I had to go to court with my son in regard to um, uh, some uh, some driving stuff. Um, so um, I, I go to court with my son and, and um they they try to give him a ticket for something, and I'm I'm no 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 you can't do that. So 
I was sitting there and explaining to him what to do, and um, the court actually uh, separated me from him, so he wouldn't he wouldn't know what to do, and they wouldn't let me talk for him in regard to him. So that way, um, <laughs> but in the end, um, because of the documentation was in quantum, all right, and the judge had to sit there. It's so it's so weird. You, you go through these things and you do them yourself, and you say, "Okay, here's the documentation." But if you have, if you don't have that documentation stamped correctly, with the stamps on there, um, then then the judge all he does is take the paperwork and he flips it over and says, "Up, oh, there's nothing here." Uh, no, I'm sorry, you're guilty, and and he, he you know closes the case. So what if the stamps but, are correct? Yeah, well, see, that's a different story now. See, now I'm sitting there going. Um, here's the paperwork. They, they walk the paperwork up to the judge, and the judge says, here he goes. He's taking the paperwork, and he's trying to flip it over, put it on his backside, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. You see a stamp on the back of the page, don't you, you little fuckhead? Yeah. So the minute he sees that stamp, he said, boom, that's it. Um, uh, everything's dismissed. Court's done. Boom. Got to leave. So wow. he throws us out of there. Yeah, he had no grounds. He couldn't. He couldn't move on that paperwork because it was in quantum. He couldn't read it anyway, um, and he was disqualified through the stamps. And Russell's, you know, he's the postmaster, and he's signed off on it. So, you know, that's uh, it, it. Just worked out really well. All right, we have to go um, to break. Have- We're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be right back with more, and we'll bring the commander in next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Perspectives with Dr. Badisha Patel is a program that explores emotional management for a healthier lifestyle. On each program, we discuss ideas that support emotional well-being, such as mental illness, relationships, parenting, and family connections, and much more. If you are facing challenges in your life, you can grow and learn by exploring new techniques in dealing with stress anxiety, and relationships. Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel airs live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. 
She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. We're listening. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and we're here with both Commander-in-Chief Russell-J-Colin Gould and Colin Mark-Daniel Colin Seeger, and we're going to jump right back in. So, Mark, you were talking about your son and a court case while Russell was, I guess, helping you out indirectly yeah. while he was... In- yeah, so, so the- let me just... We'll say this real quick. All right. Um, we were going to leave. Judge came out. Um, because I wouldn't sign something a certain way. So judge came out and said, why aren't you signing this? I thought, I told him because we, you know, we have the, we have the quantum stamps on the back of the, uh, the document, uh, created by the postmaster general of the world, who is, uh, Russell hyphen Fulcone gold. Um, and so, um, those stamps, you know, from the United States of our world, they were created from Russell being the postmaster general and those they recognize them. I mean, they, they understand the power of them, that, that, that how everything, you know, flows through them. So, uh, so they dismissed your the, case the because judge, of those stamps? And yeah, and they, dis, they dismissed our case. So I just, now, they just threw it out. So Wait a minute. People, people are going to say, well, hey, if I want my case dismissed, I'll go get some of those stamps where I get some of those and put those on there. But that's not what you're talking about, right? Russell, no, are you there? They're, they're, yeah. Russell, are you with us? He's not there Somewhere yet. There. Okay. So, so go ahead. Uh, but the, you know, the, the biggest part of this whole thing was when we were at these, we were in DC and we were dealing with, uh, the, the, we were in a building, uh, where the postmaster general was set to meet. All right. And Russ was there as the postmaster general of the United States of our world. And so I'm sitting on one side as, uh, as security for Russ and I'm watching and in comes, uh, the, um, uh, so-called Postmaster General of the United States. So he walks down the aisle, and he looks over halfway down the aisle and catches a picture of Russ. He sees Russ and turns around. I can't be here. I have to be. I got to go. I have to leave. I cannot be in the same place with this gentleman. I cannot be here. Really? And he ran out. Yeah, he ran out of the place. And I was like, I was like, oh, Russ is right there. I, I, I ran out with the guy. And he got into an elevator, and the whole time he's running to the elevator, he's he's telling his people because they're not well, they're wondering what the heck just happened. And he's telling <laughs> his people, no, 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 I can't be here with him. I, I'm just nowhere. I can be in the same place. You don't understand. I just can't be here. You know, and and Russ, why can't you know, he be there? Tell the people why he can't be there. 
Well, because Russ was the real the postmaster general of the United States, of the world. I mean, Russ was the postmaster general. Not yes. this guy. This guy's been disqualified <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> so he could not be there to try to explain anything. Um, Russ was but the his, only But the people that worked for him anything. didn't know that, right? So there's a scam, no, essentially, had, is what had, you're saying is going on. They're conducting themselves and making business laws, whatever. They're conducting court yeah. and other things illegally. And yes. he knew that, which is why he ran away, correct? Yep. And that was, uh, that was one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. That this gentleman just ran out of there when he didn't have to say his name. Didn't have to, he, all he had to do was see him. One second. That was it. He was bolted. He was like, get me out of here. And, uh, you know, that was that so, story. But that was, uh, that was a do trip. We, do we have Russell on the line? Russell, are you there with us? Yes, I am here. Oh, there welcome. You Thank you for coming again today. Thanks for being with Greetings. us. Greetings. You betcha. So, I'm just kind of listening. Mark, Mark, it's a pleasure to hear from you again. It's been a number of years, sir. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. Russell, what's your take on some of what you, <laughs> you've heard that you participated in <laughs> here well, today? Well, first of all, I'd like to give a little clarity to the people because it would sound a little discombobulated if you heard these stories. So you have to be go back to the uh, first episodes, and you, you learned about the timelines of when I became Postmaster General of the United States Postal Service, right? That's a true, that's a true statement. The causality of that is w- when I spoke with William Henderson, who was the Postmaster General at the time when I spoke with him, uh, he retired within 72 hours. Now, you've got to remember, remember the story I told you about the fourth floor in the U.S. Treasury? It is the right. corporate policy of the United States government to hire stupid people. That way the people on top are not accountable for their actions. So what you're hearing in Mark's story is Postmaster General, who's not the Postmaster General, has to leave my location because he's a fraud. And his underlings who think he's really something special, he can't let them know what's going on. He can't tip their hand to them. This is what U.S. Secret, head of U.S. Secret Service was talking about. This is the compartmentalization to keep the corporate employees of the United States government stupid. That way they can keep the show carrying on. So and that's so, what Mark was actually, he got to be a first-hand witness of the Postmaster, postmaster General of, of, of nothing running right. and him trying to compartmentalize his employees who, who think he's really special. And that's just not the case. So it all comes into compliance for a full circle around, around what the uh, head of U.S. Secret Service told me at the fourth floor of Washington of the U.S. Treasury Engraving Department on uh, January 15, 2002, where he said it's the corporate policy of the United States government to hire stupid people. And that's just the manifestation of how it actually works. It's not that's that so stupid. sad. It's just that they're, they're, they're compartmentalized. They're very naive and foolish to think that there's an actual president, right? To think that there's an actual authorization to go to war with a military that doesn't have uh, my credentialing to authorize or underwrite a war campaign. Before we go to war, first we must learn how to communicate. If you're communicating an adverb verb, you're saying nothing. And so I've got it handled on the classified missions. And they need to get out of my way as I come through and safeguard this planet for more death and destruction. 
Well, you have a plan for that right now? Are you doing something yeah, around I'm, that? I'm, I'm mobilizing it, mobilizing it as we speak. So, absolutely. And what would absolutely. that mean to people? I, I so, not, I, what's that? What would that mean to the people? What What would you be doing that would assist the people right now in that mobilization? So that would that would mean that uh, the, the people need to before we start throwing more bombs on other people and start hurting and killing more on the planet. First, we need to sit back and, and look at the communication skills, so we can so we can get ourselves in a position of of closure on contract, so that we can create a peaceful means of communication. See, nobody's ever gone to war over a math problem. The quantum grammar mechanics is a function of mechanics for administrative mechanics. And they're attempting to engage in subject matter without full closure. See, Israel knows who I am. Iran knows who I am. Syria knows who I am. Afghanistan. What that means is all their countries were served in 2003, the quantum banking system to stop and fix the war problems. If it's a matter of wealth, that's one thing. How much do they need? They just simply need to tell me. So it doesn't, we don't have to blow up things for, for oil. Oil is so archaic. This is a joke. The joke is there's so much free energy everywhere that the people are just not trained to it. It's a matter of re-educating the people so that we're not stuck on the fossil fuels, fuels anymore as a combustible. I think that so what's, tech, tech, what you're lining up to do and what, your explanation is to the people is so critical for them to grasp and go back and listen to these shows and go back in to educate themselves with the war castles and all the outtakes that we've done and will continue to do because what people don't know is what you just said about the example in the postal system. What people don't know, they're naive to, and therefore they're conditioned in a way that they are then automatically trained to respond as opposed to understanding the true facts, which you're giving closure on right now. Correct. And and, and, and for Mark's story on his son, you know, the stance for fee for freight, once you comprehend that I'm post-mass drive in general, I'm the one that can authorize the shipping lanes. And so people can go to quantum.bank.world and they can look at the postage stamps and some of the things and get involved with that. But it's not about, it's, it's about full closure and sharing the love with our fellow mankind. It's not about religion. It's not about race. It's about a math function. The math function will control the facts. That way people can communicate. Israel is very cognizant of who I am. And so people, ambassador 26 times at the United Nations. You don't think that was by accident, do you? They well, were no, very you, upset because they don't have authorization to control their land. I took down the means and surveys for land closure on the planet and filed Lodio-Title in the now-space. First guy in the history of planet Earth to do it. And so they recognized it and they understand that. lawful title to lands worldwide. Because I claimed it as a fact. Israel claimed it as an adjective and pronoun. Afghanistan claimed their land as an adjective and pronoun. The United States claimed their land as an adjective and pronoun. Brazil claimed their land as an adjective pronoun. Point being, they didn't create any facts. The quantum grammar, communication, parse, syntax grammar 
establishes a foundation of quantum scientific means to give closure so that we have claims on the land. And so people need to just have a little patience and bring me to the forefront to stop these wars. It's not about religion. And it certainly isn't about the pathetic thing of oil. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I appreciate your willingness to give closure on that. I'd like to say something really quickly because we don't have much time left. I'd like to bring in a fact about what happened after you were here last time and we went on the Rex Bear show and no sooner had we finished that show and shout out to Rex Bear for having us. Thank you. Is uh, the executive order that came from the White House. Can you explain that? It came to your email and I saw it. I got to be witness to that. And President Trump signed off on that. It it was written in adjective, pronoun, adverb, verb, dangling, participle, verb, sentence structure. And so it was a somebody trying to say something about quantum and science. Well, I am the architect with David Eiffel and Colin Miller of the quantum matrix, but David has passed on, and those can, who want to watch and get closer on that can go to YouTube, Reno-Seminar till the 1, Reno-Seminar till the 2, Reno-Seminar till the 3, and then get closer on YouTube on the eulogy on the quantum mechanics that were set up by David and myself for corporate structure if one of us were to die. Well, what is it that this order was trying to say when it came in? We have one minute. Well, somebody's looking at, seriously looking at and doing investigation on the quantum structures and how how they would work with the government. If they want closure, they should come to the architect. That would be me. And I can share with them techniques that will benefit the citizens, not only here stateside, but worldwide. And it's about sharing that, that closure, which then gives the love. And for those who are interested in looking at a different style and looking at some of our, our logos, you can go to forthegrammar-love.com, and it but, will share with you some, some things out there to, uh, to facilitate and this, uh, spread the this word. This particularly came to you directly from the White House, and it was about them perhaps listening to all these shows and and doing their investigation on these things, but it is about establishing a quantum banking system, which is what we've been talking about and what you've been talking about in Warcastles all the way along. Now suddenly they're coming to the table, maybe, correct? Is that what's happening? Well, I am the author of the quantum banking system. I am the one who came up with the concepts. If my thumbprint and fingerprint isn't on the banking contract, it is not valid on this planet. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.